Good morning, everybody. Thank you. I appreciate that. Appreciate you joining us this morning at all of our campuses as well as online. You have picked a great day to be here. In fact, today is one of my favorite Sundays every year here at Cedar Creek. You see, every year in November, we set aside a Sunday to prepare for the holidays by celebrating the heart of what our church is all about. Lives transformed by God's presence and God's power. And that's what today is all about. Just celebrating that together as a church family. You you know, for the last month, we've been talking about the kingdom of God. And we have discovered together that God's kingdom is not just something that exists in heaven that we'll get to be a, a part of, you know, sometime in the future. We've discovered that God's kingdom is also right here, right now. It is all around us. Why? Because the kingdom of God exists anywhere and everywhere that God's presence is experienced and his power is demonstrated. You know, I've done a lot of reading about kingdoms and earthly kingdoms over this last month. And one of the things I've discovered is that almost all kingdoms have symbols. Visible, tangible objects that that remind people of who the king is, where the king is, and what the king's work is all about. Sometimes those symbols may be a flag or a banner. Sometimes those symbols are a a signet or a crest or something of that nature. And everywhere you see those things, you know either the king is present or you know the king's power is being shown. Like in the Middle Ages, whenever the king would issue an edict, you know, sort of a written thing, and it'd get, you know, tacked up in the villages all throughout the kingdom, at the bottom of that written edict would always be the king's crest, the king's symbol, usually stamped into wax. And it was a way of saying, this is the real deal. This comes from the king. This has the authority of the king. Whenever kings would travel around, they would always travel under a flag or a banner that represented the king is here, the king is coming. Whenever a king was sleeping in a castle, the king's flag or banner would fly over that castle. In fact, even today, In the United Kingdom, in England, whenever the queen is in residence at the palace, guess what? Her flag flies over the palace. And when she's not there, the flag comes down and flies wherever she is because that banner, that symbol, represents the presence of the the king, the queen, the monarch. Well, the kingdom of God is no different. There are symbols of the kingdom, things that Jesus established for his church, his kingdom on earth, that would show the king's presence and the king's power. I'm talking, of course, about baptism and the Lord's Supper that we're going to be doing together. They are symbols of the king's presence and the king's power. Take, for example, baptism. Baptism demonstrates the presence of our king. 
Because it is through baptism that we not only publicly profess Jesus as Lord, but through baptism we identify ourselves with Jesus. We connect to him through his death, burial, and his resurrection. That's what baptism symbolizes. We are plunged under the water to identify with Jesus in his death, but we are brought up out of that water to identify with Jesus' resurrection. Baptism symbolizes the king's presence, but it also symbolizes the king's power, his power to transform lives. See, that's what baptism demonstrates, a life transformed by Jesus. It's, it's not the water. It's not going through the process. It's not even the words we say that change our lives. It is the power of God's Holy Spirit in our life that transforms us. That's what baptism symbolizes. The water's not magical. The water doesn't wash any sin off of us. The water only gets us wet. It is a symbol of the power of God to change a life. See, most of us, in fact, a lot of us within the church, we think the power of the gospel is to make bad people good, right? The gospel, the story of giving your life to Jesus and having him come into your life helps you to move from being a bad person to a little bit better behaved person. But that is not the power of the gospel, the power of the gospel is not about making bad people a little bit better. The power of the gospel is about bringing dead people back to life. And that's what we celebrate with baptism. It's God's presence and God's power. It's a symbol of the kingdom. So is the Lord's Supper. Through these pieces of bread and these cups, we, we see God's presence through this symbol. We see the presence of the king here with us. That literally, God, the God of the universe, wrapped himself in flesh and blood, stepped out of the glory of heaven, and entered into the brokenness of our lives, our world, and our suffering. And so when we look at these pieces of bread and when we look at these cups, they are reminders that we don't have a distant king who's in a palace somewhere else. That, that we don't have a, a king who's some just cosmic force for good in the universe. We have a king who became flesh and blood to be with us. His presence is with us. And this symbol reminds us of that every time we come to his table. The Lord's Supper also reminds us of the, the king's power. The power of his love. A love that would sacrifice for us. A love that would move God to offer his body to be broken and his blood to be shed so that those of us who are hopeless could find hope. It reminds us that God's power brings light to the darkest struggles of life. Today, we celebrate the symbols of the kingdom that remind us of the presence and the power of King Jesus. And you know, in, in just a moment, I'm going to turn these services back over to our campus pastors and our worship team, and they're going to lead us in a time of corporate worship, of celebrating New Life Baptism. 
of taking the Lord's Supper together. But before I do that, I, I want to encourage you, whoever you are, wherever you're joining us from this morning, I want to encourage you to take these next few moments and use this opportunity to just step back and remember the presence and the power of our King and renew your call to be a part of His kingdom. So would you pray with me? Oh, Father, I thank you for these amazing symbols of your kingdom. And I am amazed every day, Lord, that you would call broken, messed up people like me and like us gathered here on all of our campuses today to be a part of your kingdom, to be transformed by your gospel, to be transformed by your love and your sacrifice, to be called out of death into life. Father, as we celebrate, as we remember, as we prepare for the chaos that is inevitable over these next six or seven weeks, would you help us this morning begin this holiday season with our eyes on you and in worshiping and praising and celebrating who you are and what you have done. In Jesus' name, amen.